Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to SpinFL. What the fuck is up, y'all? <laughs> it's John the Rollins. Excuse me, sorry. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about beatdowns. Let's go. <laughs> I say about beatdowns because that's what's happening. I'm flipping and picking right now. <laughs> it's a beatdown right now. It's like not uh-huh. even. It was a fun weekend of football, though, and that's all you can ask for in the playoffs. We got some mm. good, uh, for the most part, we got three good games and then one Molly Whomping. Mm. Mm-hmm. That uh, I don't know why people, I, I guess it's fun to say New York is going to be close or whatever, <laughs> but you and I knew <laughs> that it was going to be an ass whooping. Uh, but yeah, man, it was fun, man. How'd you, how'd you watch the games? Uh, well, <clears throat> Saturday... I um I settled in around ten thirty mm-hmm. to watch this Jags Chiefs game. Poured myself a glass of bourbon. Mm. Um, everybody in my family went to sleep. Was like, oh, I'm going to Saga went out. I think she went out with her friends. Mm. Um, but Isak and Joanna fell asleep, and I I was struggling to make it all the way through the fourth quarter. I was like nodding off like a <laughs> fucking. Heroin addict, but I hung in there. Um, last night was much more enjoyable, I think. Uh, Sunday yeah. night, the game started at nine, yeah, ends at 12. That one hour helps, right? It makes a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> I, I even like stuck around for a little bit of the post game stuff. I was like, Oh, oh, you're gonna go to Zach Taylor in the locker room? I don't usually watch that. Let's go, like, let's see what's going on there. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was nice, it was cool. Um, For me, yeah. Saturday night, I went to go get some, you know, I got these new jokes I'm working on, so I, w- I had to go to a comedy club, try mm. to get some of those off, um, and then he put me in the second half. It was like a, a lot of comedians or whatever, so I was in the second half to do this joke, so I did it, but that pushed it later, mm. and then um, I went to the slow jam party. Okay. My, my friend, they do this, my friends do this thing called Chocolate Factory, where okay. they only play slow jams. <laughs> the okay. whole night, yeah, yeah. Like so, what? So, like, uh, like, uh, kind of, you know, the R and B, like it's Keith Sweat, <laughs> like it's okay. that type of music, like R and B slow jam. They had some um, Swedish R and B. They were just like mixing it up. It was so it's such a good vibe in there. Everybody Swedish just Swedish R and B. Swedish R and B. Yeah, that sounds like uh, what is like military intelligence? A little bit of an oxymoron. <laughs> No man, hey, you know Swedes can do music, so that's true. But do they have anyone with soul? They got some. I just heard a song today Hmm. that is really soulful, man. Hmm. By Bjorn Quiffs. You ever heard of Bjorn Quiffs? 
Of course I've heard of Bjorn Quiffs. Okay, I, I just reacted to a song of his. I just got this feeling. Yeah, oh yeah, he's on that song. inside me. <laughs> he's got a song called Chroma Day, which means hug me, hug you. Right. And um, I heard it for the first time. I was doing a reaction to it uh, today. Uh-huh. And uh, I was shocked at this dude who started the song. I never hear that, where he starts a song with, like, crooning. Mm-hmm. Or they just allow him to just come in because a lot of times they just do lyrics or whatever. He mm. just came in cr- crooning in this yeah. song. Uh, I liked it, but I'm I'm trying to find it, but I can't. Jordan Whiffs is a bad man. He's yeah. he's got a lot of good tunes. He goes way back. Um, um, I met him once. Really? Um, yeah, nice dude. He so when I was making that documentary about Nils Langren who does mm. our theme song, by the way. Shout out. Uh, Nils got his big break playing trombone in, for Bjorn Whiffs. Okay. In like, a, in like his band. He had like some kind of variety show, a big band, live show, running concert that he did in Stockholm back in the day. And, and Nils got his first big break playing for Bjorn Whiffs. Okay. Well, check mm. out the beginning of this song. So he might even be on some of those old songs. Yeah. Oh, check this out. Oh, you hear his voice, though? Is he what I mean? I like him. Yeah, man. So He's cool. I had to, uh, I, I was like, yo, I didn't know. You know, they got some, some people got soul, man. Some people got soul in uh, Sweden. He's pretty good. I, I've always liked Bjorn Hoofs. He's he's a bad man. But I went to this party, though, and I was like uh, drinking mm. and and grooving i didn't really like get hit the dance floor like i used to do back in the day mm. i didn't get my twerk on sometimes i'd hop in the middle and just twerk and all that stuff <laughs> i didn't do any of that man 40 year old no. jonathan <clears throat> was there hanging out by the dj booth and going back and forth from the bar to the dj booth drinking and grooving to the music mm. woke up sunday well first of all i got back it was a nightmare getting home uber just doesn't care sometimes Right. So uh, eventually, I was like, you know what? I'll just take the train home. And um, I basically, for two and a half hours, was trying to get home. Oh wow! <laughs> Waiting on Uber, cancel, get order another Uber. I got a cancellation fee. I got to contest anyway. And then, mm. <laughs> and then I'm writing to the driver, dude. Are you coming or not? <laughs> it never comes. So then I finally walk over to the train station. Then the connecting train was whatever. You know, it took me two and a half hours. Get home six in the morning. Go to sleep. Wake up, my wife let me sleep till noon. Mm. And my back was locked. Oh no. <laughs> I ain't even do I ain't even do anything, man. The whole day I was like, every time I try to move, I can't like bend over. I'm like bending my knees to pick up so a So you're pencil. telling me that 40-year-old Jonathan Rollins uh, is his back locked up on him just because he was thinking about twerking. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even do no twerking. He was just I didn't even twerk. thinking of- I- I just thought he about just, it. He's just thinking about twerking in that fucking back locked up. Yep. That's all I did, man. It crossed my mind. My back, my mind was like, nope, take this. Mm-hmm. Remind you, stay your ass 
at home. That'll be the last time you think about twerking, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so the whole day I just laid in the bed and then uh I did watch uh as much as I could last night. Mm. And uh, of course I watched other games condensed when I woke up finally. Mm. But mm. man, good football though. Except for the that beat down on the Giants, the Eagles. That was mm. just Mm-hmm. It showed you what we all knew. Mm-hmm. It was funny. So I, we we settled in last night to watch the Bengals game, and everyone was all in for the first half. Um, and then Saga actually before it was after the first quarter. Saga had been up till like four o'clock in the morning the night before, and then had to wake up and go to work on Sunday morning. Mm. So she was tired as fuck. Somewhere in the middle of the second quarter. I started to hear her snoring (laughs) and I tried to wake her up and send her to bed, but she didn't want to move. So I just left her there. Um, And then uh, Isak and Joanna went to bed around halftime and I just sat there with Saga asleep. She's asleep on the sofa and I waited (laughs) till the game was over to wake her up and say, Hey, wake up. You won. You you won. (laughs) She's like, what? Well, let's go through it, man. Let's go through the, uh, Begin with the first game, Chiefs versus Jaguars. We bet yes, the, on this the one. Totally, the totally normal, not at all super divisional weekend. <laughs> um, but exactly. I actually came up with a – I'm actually thinking the, the NFL, if they're listening, which of course you know they do. They always do. Because yeah. they're out here stealing our ideas about Every putting time. teams in Europe. Right? Every time. So yeah. I was thinking we rebrand – you know, super wild card weekend. It's got a nice little ring to it. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking you should rebrand – this weekend mm-hmm. as the delicious divisional round weekend. <laughs> I was thinking dangerous, but delicious is even better. How about dangerously delicious divisional round weekend? I'll meet you mm. halfway. That's mm. fucking dope as hell. Dangerous mm. and delicious? That shit was hot. <laughs> that is hot. Son. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, but they uh yeah, they the it looks closer than it was. The score I agree. 27-20. Uh, Mahomes left the game for a little bit, ruined one of our parlays. Well, no, we we missed every sing, every bit of that parlay. He, we we thought he was going to throw more yards. He yeah. did not. He got hurt for a little bit and came back through two jump passes. Yeah. Off of different feet. Well, what, one off the right the, foot, he jumps, and the other he jumps off the left foot. Well, the first jump pass was when, was before he got injured. Yeah. And then I think the second jump pass was was just out of necessity because he couldn't stand on his right leg. Both of them, he was coming forward in the pocket. Like the true. pocket was starting to collapse, and he steps yeah. up like a true mm. pro and mm. jumps, and they're right on. It's like, how? This dude. He's... That first, I feel like the first drive, the, the, the Chiefs' first drive, mm. told you everything you needed to know yeah. about how this game was going to go. I mean, Mahomes it's like take your pick you got the pit that pitch option play the jump pass yeah. the sidearm pass yep. the completion to kelsey as he's getting sacked or the fourth down completion to kelsey to t- you know to cap off this whole 12 play drive where they ate up like six minutes a clock 83 yep. yards i mean i don't you, you watch that drive and you're sitting there like how do you stop this guy exactly yeah i mean i felt the same way and then uh and then Trevor T. Law came out and he tried to throw an interception right away, but they dropped it. Right, and I was he like, did. No. He did. He did try to throw. He yeah. had a couple that were almost interceptions. Yeah, um, so he caught some breaks. That's good and kept it close. 
Mm. Well, closer. <laughs> well, I mean, they responded well after mm-hmm. the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, the score right away. I mean, Beautiful you pass. Had, you had, obviously, it was helped a lot by that, um, the kickoff return. What's his name? Jamal Agnew, 63 yeah. yards on the ensuing kickoff, gets them set up in Chiefs territory. Etienne rips off a nice 18 yard run. And, yeah. you know, a few plays later, T Law drops one in a bucket to yes. Christian Kirk. Beautiful. It was like, okay, all right, let's go. He might be the best uh, side, like those side. I always said he had the, I forget what it's called, man. Behind cover two, the hole in the zone. He throws that pass behind the corner. What in front it, of the I, safety. I know what it's called, but I forgot what you called it. What did you call it? I don't remember, man. A cover two. The cover two beater. That's what it's supposed to be called, right? But no, you they have it... something else for it. I forget. I heard an announcer. I think Tony Romo said something. Uh-huh. They have something that, quarter, that quarterbacks call it. I don't know. But he throws uh-huh. that pass. I think it's the best. And that was that type of pass. It wasn't that type of coverage. Exactly. It wasn't yeah. the type of coverage, but it was that type of pass. He just drops it right in there, man. It's beautiful. Mm. T-Law. It was, um, it was on the Chiefs' second drive that Mahomes took this hit where he got his, his ankle kind of twisted. He comes up hobbling. Um, he ran a few more plays up to the first quarter, but then he really – struggled to get off the field um so they brought in chad henney mm. um former dolphin <laughs> some something you never want to see on the sidelines chad henney warming up um <laughs> but they, they did they cut away to tom brady warming up just because <laughs> <laughs> this is an nfl game and we have to show tom brady warming up at home. yeah exactly um i mean it it, it you could see Mahomes. This is a tough one. I think you saw a lot of this this weekend because, especially when you get to this part of the season, presumably your quarterback is one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. And this is a moment for coaches to step up and make coaching decisions. And you could tell that he was arguing with with Andy Reid. He was saying, "No, I'm not coming out. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good." And they're like, "No, we're sending your ass to the locker room to get that shot." Yeah, he kind of they, you sort of have to. Yeah. And but Henny. To his credit, look good. I mean, it ninety-eight yard touchdown drive. I mean, he yeah. gets the ball on the two-yard line. He marches down the field. Um, I, I was pretty impressed, actually. Yeah, five for seven. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, Mahomes comes back to start the second half, but he looked pretty limited, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think a big reason why the Jags lost this game was their inability to get pressure on Mahomes after that in the second half. Well, I mean, did with have him, to do with your man, former Bulldog? I, he did not factor much into the game, mm. to be honest. The D-line did not have no. their best game. And I mean, because you got to imagine that Mahomes is almost quite literally playing on one leg. You sack him Good a couple point. of times. I'm not saying you should deliberately try to injure him, but I mean, if you sack him, you have every reason to believe that that you might be able to knock him out of this game, but they or never get some, got like get some like bumps into him. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, hits. You know they count that. Hits, yeah, they didn't pressures. even have any hits or pressures. Nah. Not that many, anyway. Um, even that's, that's also the play calling by Kansas City. True, getting it out of there. Pacheco yeah. looked good. Those running plays looked good, man. Pacheco did look good, and you could tell that they had changed the way they wanted to play this game after mm-hmm. he was injured. Yeah. Um, a big reason why the Jags lost this game too, was that red zone fumble by J- Jamal Agnew late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That was a huge missed opportunity. 
Um, yeah. But, and then of course, you know, you follow it up with the T law interception um, that pretty much put this game away. Can we talk about that interception? Yeah, oh, please. Oh my God. I thought he jumped up to bat the ball down. Mm. When he jumps up, it's the same throw too, that cover two beater throw. Yeah. And he was not in a cover two, so he was not wide open. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So he had to throw it on the spot. And it was just a little short. Mm. And he's beat and jumps up with one hand and snags that bad boy with like, <laughs> some stickum. Yeah. And, you know, and I didn't want to I didn't want to mention this, but you wanted to talk about the interception. That was <laughs> my man from Augusta, Georgia, Jalen Martin. <laughs> This is that same dude who was working at Wendy's two years ago uh-huh. who got that 99-yard pick six earlier in the year against the Chargers, and everybody was, like, talking about him. Which Wendy's did he work at? I don't know. The one, Whichever What's one is name? in Augusta. Uh, Jalen uh, uh, Watson. I, I don't know how many Wendy's there are in Augusta. It, know, might, only right? be, it might only be one. It's not a big town. Mm. Uh, okay. But, yeah. But yeah, big play for uh Shout out for to him. Wendy's. Shout out to Wendy's. I always liked Wendy's. You know what? Me too. I, bro, where else are you going to get a Frosty? You know and, what I mean? And no other place could duplicate that. No. It's just and a thick-ass so- milkshake that's going to hurt <laughs> exactly. your neck. It makes your neck hurt because you got to <laughs> suck so hard that your back and your throat hurt. <laughs> but you got to drink a Frosty, you'd be like... <laughs> You gotta eat that shit with a spoon. With a spoon, bro. yeah, yeah. With a spoon. They give it to you in a cup too with a straw. It's like, yeah. don't give me this. Give me the spoon and let's yeah. go. Yeah. People always ask that when I tell people about it here, they're like, "What's a frosty?" I'm like, "It's like a thick ass milkshake that you <laughs> you can't you you gotta eat with a spoon. It's That's gonna it. hurt your thoke. You are gonna hurt your thoke." <laughs> <laughs> Shout out the window with the square burgers. Their burgers are square, and and That's and true. They and they're never frozen. Shout out to Wendy's. I told you about my the burger I had. Did I tell you about the burger I had? Where? At Wendy's. When I was home uh, mm. last summer, mm. I was with my brother, and I was like, Bash needs to taste Wendy's. Mm. I had these things, you know, for the whole road trip. I was like, mm. we got to take him. He's got to go to Wendy's. He's got to go to Sonic. You know what I'm saying? I got to oh. hit all these spots. Got to Krispy Kreme. Got to do all this stuff. We go to, <laughs> we go to Wendy's, and uh, they had a... a a food, a, a a meal called, or like a premier burger, or whatever that was out right now called the hot honey. Mm. And I was like, interest peaked. <laughs> <laughs> so they have they have this burger with the uh like the fried onion or whatever. Oh yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah. And then they have it. It's a fried. The burger is like fried. You know what I mean? Uh, breaded. Mm. It's a chicken burger. Mm. And it has uh, spice like a like hot sauce and honey is is, mm. is into the crispy chicken. Okay, I'm in. And What's of it? course, lettuce, tomato, all that stuff. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. It's kind of messy. Of sure. Because of yeah. the hot honey, but yeah. man, just keep it in the bag. Keep you know how you got to eat it. Oh like yeah. In the, in the car, you got to hold it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you got to hold it like you uh, like you're begging. <laughs> oh yeah. Please, please. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so shout out to the hot honey. If any of y'all are in the states, go by Wendy's and get a hot honey if they still have it. That shit works. Man. Banging. My brother, he got a different one, and he took a bite of the hot honey. He's like, "Well, that's my new favorite burger." 
<laughs> wow, that sounds good. I hope they still have that this summer. I'm going to go back and see if I can find that one. Yeah, so shout out to Jalen Watson and uh, and Wendy's and yeah. to the Chiefs, man, pulling off the victory. Yeah, and also I would say shout out to the Jaguars. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like they, they had a... Um, I think, you know, kind of like this in the same way that we'll probably talk about the Giants. I think they're a year of he- ahead of w- yep. where we expected them to be. Yep. Um, One year. They have a- yeah, that's like true. Two years ahead of schedule. Especially considering what they went through last year mm-hmm. with Urban Meyer, who was an absolute fucking train wreck. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they have to be happy with where they're at. I think yeah. their division is absolute trash. I have yep. no reason to believe that they couldn't duplicate um being division winners again next year oh, with a team like this I, I i so things are good down in duval good yep. for them and year three of uh t law is going to be even more the game's going to slow down a little more and you know something that i forgot that isak and i were talking about over the weekend is that the jags next year are going to have calvin ridley Oh, I had completely forgotten about that. He and I went trolling through all of the like free agency stuff and like kind of looking at things. And we were talking about different teams and I don't remember how it came up, but I was like, shit, that's Calvin Ridley. He's going to be on the Jags next year. Wow. That's going to be big for them. Yeah. I I bet. I mean, you think he's betting on himself now? (laughs) (laughs) I certainly hope not, because he's going to get suspended to... for a year again. I mean, that's what... They're like, he's a, he's a, wait a minute. He's only taking a one-year contract? Is he betting on himself? <laughs> I think he needs to call Roger Goodell. Hey, Rog, is it okay if I bet on myself? Damn. <laughs> Shit. He's got to take, take a long contract. <laughs> Can I lay a parlay on my, like, <laughs> receptions yards. and yards and number of touchdowns? Uh, yep. All right, the next game was a uh, kind of a snooze fest. One side of beat down Giants versus the Eagles. Division rivalry in the playoffs. Old heavy rivalry. Favorite. Yeah, it's an old division was... rivalry in the playoffs, heavy favorite. A lot of times it does end up this way, you know what I mean? I was reading about this before the game. This rivalry goes all the way back to 1933. Damn. Division rivals. Mm-hmm. Neighboring cities, obviously. Um, and then you got all these other, I mean, they hate each other. Mets, Phillies, Rangers, Flyers, Eagles, Giants. These cities have multiple sports and ways to hate each other on basically every day of the calendar year. Um, but on this particular day, and I also read a great, okay, shout out to fucking Eagles tailgaters. Mm, okay. Yeah. Did you see this story? No. So, the Eagles fans were not allowed access to the parking lot of the stadium until four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Because I there did was hear a, that. because there was a lacrosse game. Okay. I didn't know er- that was why, but I heard they couldn't have access. Okay. Because there was a lacrosse game earlier in the day. Okay. So what did they do? They bought the tailgaters? <laughs> they bought tickets to the lacrosse game. <laughs> And did not go in to see the lacrosse game. They bought tickets just so that they could have access to the parking lot so they could start their tailgate at fucking, like, <laughs> Shout 11 out to o'clock them. in the morning. And you know the lacrosse people are like, sure, we'll make way more money than we've ever made. Let's do it. A- a- absolutely. I thought that was brilliant. 
the uh i mean the eagles stomped the mud hole in their ass yeah man. this one big yeah. time um jalen hurts 16 for 21 154 yards two touchdowns no picks uh i mean the low passing yards is mostly due to the giants turning the ball over on downs twice in this game plus an early pick by danny dimes Minchu Minchu got to get in the game to make the final handoffs. You know what I mean? That's when you know it's over. <laughs> that's when you when know. Minchu, yeah. When the backup comes in and doesn't throw the ball, mm. <laughs> that's when you know. The Giants' first half could hardly have gone much worse. Their possessions were turnover on downs, interception, punt, punt, punt. <laughs> that was I mean, they were – what was the score before they managed to score a touchdown? Was it was it 28 to nothing at that point? Yeah, something like that. It was – yeah, it got to 28 nothing. He didn't even really have to throw the ball that much. You had – I mean, and they ran the rock like a motherfucker too. You had yeah. Boston Scott had 32 yards and a touchdown. Hertz had 34 yards and a touchdown. Miles Sanders had 17 carries for 90 yards. Did Kim Gainwell. Did you hear that? Oh, my, my bad. Keep going. Gainwell. Gainwell had 112 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, they were calling Boston Scott the Giants killer. Mm. (laughs) They said he scores a touchdown every time they play. Which is funny because he's so little. Yeah. He's so little. They should call him David. Mm. (laughs) Take down Goliath every time. I thought it was interesting. You know, it's like the the Eagles, I guess you could say the Eagles kind of struggled down the stretch because of the Jalen Hurts injury. Um and so, of course, it's fun to sort of paint that narrative like, oh, he's back. Is he going to be – what's it going to look like? Is he going to be able to – He, all that chatter about Jalen Hurts being a potential MVP candidate this year, which I don't think he will be, but – um, I mean, he's a candidate, he, but he's not going to be a winner. He played like an MVP quarterback for sure. Yeah. Just managing the game, mm-hmm. not trying to do too don't much. Don't do too much. Making sure to just <coughs> get Josh the ball Allen. to your – yeah, Josh we're going we're gonna to get to that for sure. <laughs> Um, and I just, I like how he put the, the doubters and the warriors to rest by, mm-hmm. you know, by throwing a 40 yard bomb to Devonte Smith on like Bruh. the second play of the game. He's like, Oh, you guys want to see if my shoulder's okay. How's this? Watch, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's not, I don't have much to say about it, man. It was a uh, kudos to the giants for getting as far as they did. They're a year ahead of schedule. They got the right coach. Mm-hmm. It looks like they got the right quarterback. That's what we look at to determine who's going to win divisions. So it just makes it uh, – it's good for them, man, uh, moving forward. That's exactly what I was going to finish with as well. The only thing that I'd be a little I'm, – I'm curious, and this will we'll see this in the offseason, obviously. I'm wondering if that performance by Daniel Jones against the Vikings in, in super wild card weekend, um, <laughs> I wonder if that performance is going to convince – everyone that Daniel Jones is the guy that that should be their quarterback uh, because I'm not convinced that he, I think you, I think you only jump at a trade option. If it's a can't miss option, Mm. like, you know, it's an upgrade. Mm. So that's not a get the draft pick and use it on a quarterback thing. Mm. Unless you go with him and you draft somebody, you know, third round, and that turns out to be a Brock Purdy type of thing. You know what I mean? But mm. that just shines in practice and catches everybody off guard. But, like, drafting him to replace him, you don't see that. But if you get an opportunity to bring in David Carr 
or you know what I mean, somebody more mm. dependable. Baker Mayfield, you know what I'm saying? No, I was just kidding <laughs> about Mayfield, but you know what I mean. Somebody's <laughs> gonna Aaron Rodgers comes to town or something like that. Mm. Then I don't even think I would mess around with Aaron Rodgers, but you get what I mean. If you got a can't yeah. a sure can't miss. I I think they're gonna pay Daniel Jones to be their quarterback. Um, yeah. I'm just not sure. I'm just not convinced that that you're actually gonna want that. Yeah, I agree, man. I feel like uh, they're just not gonna want that. <laughs> I don't know if it's the, it, but it feels like it's not a panic situation. No, he's not so bad that you need to figure out the quarterback thing. It's just that sometimes in this league, your your quarterback can only take you so far, especially if you don't have a really dominant side of the ball to lean back on like this is why Brock Purdy is thriving so much is that he does he just he's only has to not make a mistake but then outshines that <laughs> you know what I mean mm. so if you can have it where all you're asking or you got this killer defense and great special teams and good pieces around the quarterback then maybe you could just ride out with Daniel Jones who might do something spectacular and still push you even further down the, down the way I mean the good news for the Giants they they have to pay presumably they're going to have to pay Daniel Jones and Saquon uh-oh both of them need a deal uh but the good news is is that they're for next year they're they're 50 something million mm. uh above the cap so so they've got the money to do it um i'm just not sure i don't know we'll see we'll see if it works yeah, out we'll see man We'll see. <clears throat> the next game, which was uh, started out kind of fun, but it ended up mm. they did what they do, man. This is their calling card. <clears throat> yeah. Making, make an adjustment. It's like the dude on Madden. You play him, and then first half, that's how I used to consider myself a Madden. First half, mm. all right, we play a tight game. Second half, you're not going to score. <laughs> and that seems like Anaruma gets in there, and you're not going <clears throat> to score. And... uh Mm. Bengals look like the best team left. He's the guy. I feel like Anarumo is the guy who just comes in and spoils the story that everybody wants yeah. to tell, right? Because yep. this one narrative. has so so <laughs> much narrative going yeah. into this one. Week 17 game was obviously suspended because of the near tragic cardi- cardiac arrest of DeMar mm. Hamlin. There were rumors that Hamlin was going to be at this game um, and there. might even walk out of the tunnel, be on the field, fire up the Bills Mafia snow falling and all that stuff ultimately he was there but he was sitting up in the in the luxury box with his mom and his little brother in the booth in the booth (laughs) uh but the bengals really basically just played a near perfect first half moving the ball at will on offense and forcing the bills to go three and out on their first two drives burrow was like a machine calculated deliberate unflappable they said I mean, we, we found out towards the end of the season that you can run the ball on Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And it felt like the Bengals were like, all right, let's see if they can figure this out to stop this. Yeah. And there was n- they knew that the run game on both sides of the ball is their weakness, and they just fucking attacked that. Y'all not going to run the ball? We will. We're, we're going to play Buffalo-style ball in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, the style yeah. that you need for Buffalo weather, we're going to beat you at that shit. That's supposed to be your home field advantage. 
you don't even play into it. That's such an interesting point because I feel like the I didn't really think about it until just now based on what you were saying. It's like the Bengals played they played the kind of they became the kind of team that Buffalo needs yep. to be. That Chicago considering Green where Bay, they're from. Yeah, Green Bay, Chicago, fucking Buffalo should be like that. Well, New England, you know what I mean? Mm, These are the type yeah. of that's your home field advantage. Why not build your team like that? They just the Bengals look like the more patient mm-hmm. team. They yep. were very patient. They were very calm. Yep. They, you know, it's total cliche, but it's exactly what they did. They took what the defense was giving them, um, and and we didn't try to do too much. Which yep. you know, uh, Burrow had the two first half touchdown passes: one to Jamar Chase, the other one to Hayden Hurst, who lost his love of football while playing in Atlanta last year. Thank God he made it to Cincinnati. Fucker. <laughs> um, yeah, and Joe Mixon was all over the place. What did yes. he have? He had over 100 yards, 105 yards on 20 carries. Yeah, 20 carries, man. Uh. And then, of course, as you alluded to, the, the Bills' D-line was just fucking amazing. They they didn't allow a first down until the second quarter. The Bengals' D-line. The Bengals' D-line, yeah, that's what I yeah. meant. They did not allow the Bills to have a first down until the second quarter. Yeah. That's crazy. And then uh, Josh Allen started getting a little, like, antsy and trying mm-hmm. to solve it all and get it all with one you know shooting three three pointers from half from half court and uh he's he's starting to annoy me a little bit actually and he talks that shit too after one one play exactly i, uh, I mean i get it i you, see it you, twice you, a year he does that against the dog he's trying to get his team pumped up i get that and you know it's a 15 play touchdown drive which you know that's a good thing yeah um you know and 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 he, he does the QB sneak to score the touchdown, and he starts acting like, you know, yeah, what's up? And it's like, yeah, but you're still down by a touchdown, yeah. bro. Like, what? What's up is we are. We're up. <laughs> yeah. We're up yeah, exactly. 17. <laughs> uh, and the Bills had it. I mean, the Bills had a nice opening drive out of the half, another one of these long drives, 14 plays, moving the ball. They were looking good. Um, mm-hmm. But they got stood up in the red zone, and they had to kick a field goal. Yeah. Um, and then the Bengals responded with this, like, what I like to call a real meat and potatoes drive, yeah. right? 12 plays. They ate up half of the quarter, like <laughs> almost yeah. seven minutes, 75 yards. And then they polish it off with this Joe Mixon just smashing his way, just barely getting it over the line. Of course, they had to, barely. to make sure that he was actually in. Oh, I knew he was in when I saw uh, that. I knew he was in too, yeah, but I was, I was afraid. They kept saying like, oh, if they can't see the ball in the like, angle of the no. thing. I was like, man, fuck that. You can t- see his, his knees are in the touchdown, in the fucking end zone. There's All no they got to do is look at the chip. That's it. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the chip information. But I thought it was really interesting that the big concern coming into this game was the Bengals' offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, but they came in and just pushed the Bills around. Just um, manhandled them. Which allowed them to take this 24-10 to 10 lead into the fourth quarter. I mean, just look at how many first downs they had in this game, and it'll tell you the level of dominance. First downs, they had 30 first downs in mm-hmm. this game to the Bills. 17 had – the Bills had 17. The Bengals had 30. I mean, that's an O-line that it's just like, uh-uh, you sit down, get out of my way. Joe Mixon's got somewhere he's got to go. <laughs> and I started getting scared because I was like, all right, Buffalo's going to score some garbage points. They're going to mm. blow up our, our parlay because we said this is going to be a, a an under. Mm. So I started getting scared because Cincinnati's putting all his points up. 
And Cincinnati was like, don't worry. They're not going to score. <laughs> and they just bled the whole second half. Yeah. Just bled the clock all the way down. And Buffalo just started trying to get, like, I don't know, at the, toward the end, like, let's see if we can get there. Nothing. Nothing. But Lou, fucking Lou Anarumo was not going to let that shit happen. No. I mean, he, that defense put on an absolute clinic. Mike yes. Hilton, B.J. Hill, Sam Hubbard, Von Bell. Eli Apple. Uh, Eli Apple had a game. We thought he was a bust a few years ago. Yeah. I remember when he, he came a, out. Yeah. That was a big play by Eli Apple. What was it? Like seven minutes to go in the fourth fourth mm-hmm. quarter. He makes that big play to bat up that bat that pass down in the end zone. And at that point, it felt like it was basically all over. But the crying, it was like, yeah, this yeah. shit is over. Um, yeah. But I, but I just I I don't understand the Bills. I really don't. I I don't. Me neither, man. It's like they tighten up when it comes time, <laughs> man. They for two years we've been saying they're running game away. They're yeah. running game away, and then exactly. all of a sudden their run defense f- fell down to the level of their run offense. We talked about this a little bit on the phone before we got on, the fact that the Bills, th- their refusal to trust their run game, um, especially in a game like this where the snow's coming down, it's yeah. like I feel like there has to be one of the main reasons why they lost this game. The Bills only had 64 total rushing yards mm-hmm. uh, compared to the Bengals, who had like 173. Uh, it Again, like you said, uh, year after year, it's the same thing. Uh, if, if they had a run game, or or if they, I'm not convinced that they don't already have one. I I just think that they don't trust it. Don't Singletary commit. is a Singletary is a good running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Cook. they got it, 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 my my man, former Bulldog James Cook, lighting it up late in the season when they finally just started to start, you know, leaning on him a little bit. But I feel like they give up on it too quickly. And the league is going to all of these uh, motion runs and stuff, like getting receivers involved in the running game, mm. and it's like they don't even they don't even try that stuff. They're just like we're just going to pass it. And then I think they drank the Kool Aid on Josh Allen, who is a top five quarterback in the league, top ten quarterback if you want to be conservative. But he's a top quarterback in the league. We know that, but just let it, let the offense compliment him instead of putting all of the weight on him. That's what I would say. Do you think that they, you know, early in the season, this this was the team that everybody said was was like, oh, you can basically punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. Do you think they bought into that a little too much? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, I just think that one thing everybody does is says, last year was an anomaly, myself included, for the Bengals. That the Bengals just know how to beat the Chiefs, and that's it. You know what I mean? But it's time almost to pass the torch that never even got lit <laughs> because everybody, everybody, the, it's been Kansas City, mm. and then everybody was ready to hand it off to Josh Allen, this flashy, you know, uh, Justin Fields with arm talent. Mm. And then it was, it's like you know what I mean. It's fun to see this this white boy that can run it and run you over. And mm-hmm. then uh, Joe Burrow's just sitting there just chilling and distributing the ball and quietly uh, making his coach look good. <laughs> and this team, this complete team, this is a complete team. They got defense, yeah. offense, special teams are probably, I don't even know the numbers, but they're probably all top ten in the league. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. three, every facet of the team. It's just mm-hmm. like. 
We we what? we all, myself included, overlook Cincinnati, and they just put together <laughs> that receiver core. When you just look at all the pieces, like uh, they mentioned it, that Higgins would be number one on a lot of teams. Oh my God, that one-handed catch that he made by the sidelines—that yeah. was a thing of beauty as well. It's just T. like Higgins. yeah, it's like when they do make a mistake, you better capitalize on it because there's not going to be many more. Hmm. So yeah, so that was that was that. Uh, I always feel bad for the Bills fans. I hate the Bills with a deep passion that burns within, but I do feel bad for their fans because they have such an amazing fan base. But it just mm. feels like if I believed in cursed franchises, this is like the worst kind, man. Mm-hmm. A team that should that you feel like should be in the big game, but only time they get to the big game, it's four times in a row and lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now yeah. it's just like they get to the to where they should be in these championship games every year. And then and they can't get over the hump. Can't get over the hump, man. hmm You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Speaking of a team that can't get over a hump. (laughs) (laughs) Sergeant Segway's in the house. (laughs) Sergeant Segway, baby. The uh, Dallas Cowboys, man. I was actually, I had, while I was watching this game, I actually had a Tyra moment. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? (laughs) They they let me down, man. They let me down. I went from, from, (laughs) I went from Tyra to, uh, to, uh, to Denny Green. You know what I mean? Mm. I can't find it. Damn. But you know what I mean. Uh, mm. they, they are who we thought they were. That's what I was going to say. Oh, right. Yeah. Because uh, that's what it comes down to, man. But they are who we thought they were. They I, um, 12 points. <sighs> they put up 12 points. But this is, yeah. I don't know, man. I said on Sunday, I guess it was Sunday during the day, I turned on NFL Network and they were doing this two part documentary about the history of these two franchises playing each other in the playoffs. So classic um, games, man. And it was really quite cool because they had dueling narrators. Okay. Um, it, it it was a pretty good idea, actually. They had dueling narrators, famous actors who support these two teams. So mm-hmm. it was Jeremy Renner, I think, mm-hmm. was narrating. Oh, man. I hope he's all right. You heard what happened to him. I did hear what happened Damn. to him, yeah. He got all kinds of crushed. Um, Is he going to lose any like, limbs? <clears throat> I have no idea. Okay. Um. They had him narrating on the 49ers side, I guess, because he grew up in San Francisco. Okay. Um, and then who's the guy? Sam. 
Who's the guy that's in all the cowboy movies with the Sam big mustache? Rockwell? Oh, Sam. No. Fuck. I don't know. Why can't I think of his name? He's in The Big Lebowski, too. That's the only thing I can think of right now. Okay. Anyway, well, what, what he's he's one of those guys. He he was narrating for the Cowboys. And it was just kind of fascinating the way this thing went back and forth, this rivalry. Um, I mean, the Cowboys, they've played each other quite a bit over the Sam years. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, thank you. God. He's in The Big Lebowski. He's also in uh, the one with, yeah. uh, what's her name? Lady Gaga. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and our boy, uh, whatever you know what I'm talking about. When we're talking yeah, about, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, a star is born. I think it's called. Yeah, <laughs> great movie. The Cowboys, the Cowboys have the edge in this rivalry, five, five to three. Mm. Uh, throughout the '70s, '80s, and '90s, both of these teams came out of those decades with five Super Bowl titles apiece. Yeah, man. Uh, the Cowboys were that team the 49ers just couldn't beat. Mm-hmm. in the in the late 70s uh until that until that legendary moment the 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 nfl one of the most historical <laughs> moments in the nfl history referred to simply as the catch yeah um you know there was a lot of history of players changing teams like charles mm-hmm. haley and Deion sanders yeah. and all that kind of stuff two teams that just really did not like each other um you know but um but this year, I don't know. I guess you could say you went into this year. Obviously, the Cowboys looking a little flashier. Um, you know, of course, thinking they're supposed to win, but naturally they did not. Um, I mean, this was if you like field goal kickers, this was your game for sure. I thought uh, this game was very exciting. Mm. You know me, man. I like some good defense. It That's was true. so fun to try to figure out who's going to figure this thing out. And uh, and then the ball bounced a couple different ways. This game was gonna go either way. It was great, man. And watching, I, I had like almost like a involuntary spotlight on Michael Parsons. That dude mm-hmm. is one of my favorite players in the league, man. It's like yeah. wherever he went, he just he just has such instincts, man. It was crazy. But then the fact that, I, and I thought that was gonna be the difference, especially at the beginning. They stuffed everything. That San Francisco was trying, but I got to give kudos to. And I know you won't like this, but Kyle Shanahan executed a play his play his playbook or his uh, game plan perfectly in this game. Mm. Like it was like it was like a snowball that just mm. gradually like going downhill and just gradually got more momentum, more momentum, and they literally drained the Cowboys by the end of the game. It was just chunk runs after chunk runs, and I also want to have my hot take that Brock Purdy saved Kyle Shanahan from himself. But see, mm. he didn't want to – if he would have had Garoppolo, he'd have been trying to prove something. Even Trey Lance, he might have been trying to prove something that he made the right thing. You know, I, th- I feel like his ego gets in his own way. But he was it's, like, I got to keep this young quarterback on schedule and everything. So, How you're describing the way that Kyle Shanahan put together a game plan to win this game is precisely the opposite it's the reason why we lost mm. the Super Bowl uh, yeah. because he he did the exact opposite. He yeah. tried to pr- he tried to prove something in a big spot, yep. and it burned him, and it cost us the Super Bowl. And then he left, and now he's doing it in San Francisco. That's why I always say fuck Kyle Shanahan. I don't have any problem with the Forty ers I kind of like yeah. the Forty ers I just I just feel like Kyle Shanahan he blew it 
and and then he left and now everyone thinks he's a genius and i'm like no i'm not here for that like and <laughs> but i think secret- if he would but if he could have got himself out of his own way in atlanta they win exactly that. there's no reason yeah. they shouldn't win it and game. i would be like good luck go forward and be whoever <laughs> you want to be thanks for your I'm service totally rooting for you i'm happy uh. for you but no he didn't do that and i yeah no i don't like that he did that in this game but i am taking some comfort in that he has two more games to blow it um <laughs> which statistically uh or you know he probably will you know what i mean if you if yeah. you or historically if you look at the way he will blow it in a big spot at some point yeah um, i think having that young quarterback and not want to put him in harm's way helped mm. to where he didn't trust to try to like let me show them what you can do and brock purdy to his credit he wasn't asked to do much but right. whenever he was he came through man well, and the players around him really stepped up too. I mean, yeah. Kittle, Kittle made some cra- that crazy catch by Kittle coming at where he was Just, cutting across, yeah. where where he tips it up to himself, but yeah. he still had to chase after it to go get it. Yes, I love looking at the the face mask in those type of plays to mm. see how because to me it's always a wonder how they find the ball with this big equipment on top of their head, mm. uh, and. It's just him tracking it like that, tracking the ball that bounced off your hand with the helmet on. I always mm. find that amazing, and he did it, man. Uh, mm-hmm. That was good, man. And it was just like they were after him the whole game, Brock Purdy. They were coming after him, and he mm. just kept coming. And 19 for 29, 214 yards, no touchdown, nothing spectacular, but they just figured it out, put up the 19 points they needed. Mm. The 19 points that would have had the Broncos in the playoffs if they did it every game. <laughs> and the Cowboys, if you would have told the Cowboys that you will hold the 49ers to 19 points, are you going to win this game? They would have said yes. And Dak Prescott, Dakota said, hold my beer. And mm. I can't blame it on him. What? I mean, he was. I don't want to blame it on him. It's not his fault. It's the the Forty Nine ers got really good defense. True, but he did throw two pretty bad interceptions. Yeah, one very bad. He threw it late on a comeback, and the I, the guy it was like the cornerback ran the route for him and picked it off. <laughs> so, I I, yeah. I think both of those interceptions are on him. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, sure, one of them looks worse than the other one, but it's not like. It's not like they were tipped or nothing. Yeah, like. that's true. That's true. Yeah, he threw two bad passes. And uh, and then the bad passes that Brock like, – because Brock Purdy threw some bad passes too, but they – like Diggs dropped one. Mm. He dropped a really bad one. Right in his lap, he drops that. That could have changed mm. it. They had the mm-hmm. fumble that kind of offset that, the uh, interception true. too. So I was yep. like, okay. So Dak – I was just thinking about it from Dak Prescott's perspective. But did they get any points off of that fumble? I think they got a field goal. It seemed like that's Did all they get a field, field goal, goal off of that fumble? I'm pretty sure they got a field goal because he he fumbled that on a punt. But yeah, I was uh yeah. I was kind of rooting for the Cowboys to to do something, but then once once the 49ers got that machine going in the second half, that defense was like, we can't do anymore. You know what I mean? It just felt like they were gonna get a first down every time they tried. Hmm. And that's what happened at the end of the game. Yeah, and they did. And, they, uh, and and I picked them and flip them, pick them. And uh, that made me pretty much. That was a, that was a mistake. 
That was a mistake, and and I lost. I think um, <laughs> I obviously losing Tony Pollard in this game made a huge difference. Um, he, the last I read was that he fractured. Oh yeah, his I saw that fibula. Oof. Uh, and we'll have to undergo yeah. surgery. He's a free agent this year. Obviously, they were probably going to franchise tag him. I assume they're going to keep him. Um, keep him around. It feels like you should. He's definitely, he's definitely their best running back. Um, I watched the condensed, and I remember when he went down. I was like, "This ain't good." The way he like grabbed at his leg when he went down. I saw the slow motion of his angle get getting all t- rolled up. I was like, "Ugh!" Oh, I can't watch this stuff. So once I saw him going down, and I saw Zeke the rest of the game, I said, "Oh, this is officially over." I mean, even if you look at the box, if all you did was look at the box score, you can see that the 49ers defense essentially turned the Cowboys into a one-trick pony. Uh, the Cowboys couldn't run the ball. Uh, and Dak's 206 passing yards, 117 of them went to CeeDee Lamb. I thought they were creative in the way that they were getting Lamb open, like getting yeah. him the ball. I thought that was creative. I thought both offenses showed creativity. Uh, the, especially considering the two defenses they were up against, like they were up against top defenses in the league. So True. I'm actually surprised everybody knew CD Lamb was their number one. That they were able to get off over 100 yards to him. Hmm. Like I don't know. And Dak hung in there. He got a couple of scrambles to get him, like to keep them alive. Just sucks he threw those two picks. Yeah. Well, it's all also you know the other thing that you know the Cowboys basically gave. You know, anyone who's not a Cowboys fan, usually you either love the Cowboys or you hate them yeah. for the most part. Um, yes. And they gave they Definitely gave all of us, they, they gave us a nice parting gift. They didn't just lose the game. Um, they gave <laughs> us a parting gift with this last play of the game, which made, I mean, I guess it made sense to me in theory. Um, yeah. But essentially what they did is that fa- facing a third and 10, Anyone who's listening, you should go watch this thing. It's hilarious. It's a third and 10. They're on their own 24-yard line with six seconds left. Um, under the direction of Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys lined up eight wide, two in the backfield, and Zeke was actually playing center mm-hmm. with no offensive line around him. <laughs> uh, it, it did not go well. Um, Zeke... Um. Yeah, he got pancaked. He got um, smacked up. He got pancaked. He got flattened. He got trucked. He got put to rest. However you want to put it. But <laughs> For it, those of it's... you watching in the, uh, I'm gonna try to put it into the. I'm gonna try to put the video in here. As uh, as you as you talk was, about it. it, it was and and I understand the logic behind it, right? You want to get as many skill position yep, players on the field exactly. as possible. You want to get a pass off so that you can do the lateral, uh, or as Scott Hansen would call it, the pitchy, pitchy woo woo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he calls it that. <laughs> he was like, That's Oh, they're going to try the pitchy, pitchy woo woo play. I was like, Jesus. I didn't notice that he was there. I just saw the last play, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to play it now for those that are watching this. So, <laughs> <laughs> there, there he is. 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that cost them the that co- that the way that they ran him over. Yeah. That cost them the whole like the play because he couldn't get the ball off. Mm. He couldn't get it off at time. I mean, so he has to throw that short pass, and then they destroy the guy who catches it. But he, he <laughs> it's like they mm. thought they were just gonna let him go. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, and I don't know who that was who lined up in front of Zeke, but he probably just had to be like, oh, man, you got to really? be kidding me. <laughs> you, like, I'm going to like, destroy you, bro. <laughs> sort of like Kenyon Drake from the Miami Miracle, like, what's Gronk doing Gronk out doing here? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you about put, that, what, that play every now and then. I'm glad you brought it up. And you And you put literally one of your most expensive players in the crosshairs hey, to get man. absolutely pancaked by a 300-pound man. What are yeah, you doing? But, I mean, it's the last. It might be it. You know what I mean? You got to get down. And plus, Schultz didn't get his foot down on the other catch. Hey, what? Drag the foot. Yeah, that's true. A- and they got the uh, the one catch, and then Schultz. Oh, I think it was Schultz, but whoever caught it, I want to say Schultz, kind of jogged mm. and got tackled going mm. out of bounds and instead of trying to get out of bounds. They considered mm. it the clock running. Oh, yeah. It's just another dumb thing. Like, little small things like that matter. And I don't know if McCarthy's back next year, man, once the, the dust settles. That's an interesting question, actually, because, I mean, he definitely – he obviously won a playoff game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think if they had lost in the super wild card weekend, <laughs> um, they – he yeah, definitely would have gotten fired, but I'm not 100% sure he's going to get fired after this. They need a sexy candidate if they were. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it depends. I think if they thought if they thought they could get Sean Payton, yeah, that's probably they the only would pull one, the right? trigger. But who else? I mean, really, who else is out there? Not proven. That, unless, like, maybe Urban exactly. Meyer. Exactly. <laughs> I would absolutely <laughs> love <laughs> to see Urban Meyer wind up in Dallas. <laughs> that would be Urban Meyer and Jerry Jones. Mm. I mean, between the two of them, yeah. I swear to God, lock how up many, your mothers. I was going to say, how many illegitimate kids out there? <laughs> lock up your daughters, lock up your mothers, lock up yeah. your granddaughters, lock them all up. Yeah. <laughs> These motherfuckers out here planting seeds left and right. Planting seeds. Um, did you uh, prepare any superlatives? I didn't prepare I did. any, but I could do some on the spot. I did. Oh, you I did? I got a couple. I did. All right. Uh, who's your uh, real MVP from this weekend? For me, it's a bit of a toss-up between right. – because you know I love me some history. Travis Kelsey finished with 14 receptions, 98 yards, and two touchdowns, breaking the record for the most catches by the tight end in playoff history. Oh, Wow. It's pretty dope. Wow. Um, <clears throat> but ultimately, I decided to go with Joe Mixon. Mm, okay. Who, and I know that there were other players who might have had flashier performances, but I feel like he was the most valuable player to his team overall. 20 carries, 105 yards and a touchdown, but more importantly, over five yards per carry meant that the Bengals were able to march down the field. Yep getting first downs, 
with a bulk of those yards coming after contact, eating that clock, keeping Josh Allen on the sidelines. Joe Mixon went to work, and the Bills had absolutely no answer for what he was able to do in this game. Uh, it was this balanced approach that he offered to the offense um, for the Bengals, and as much as everybody wanted the drama, yeah, this game was never in doubt. Never. Uh, and I think in large part because of Joe Mixon, who was my real MVP. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot to get it ready with the... You're the real MVP. You're the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my real MVP that deserves the game ball. Mm. Bengals O-line. Mm. Much maligned. They're considered mm -hmm. to be already the reason why they were going to lose. It's like, sorry... These guys are missing. Uh, that's why they're going to lose to Buffalo, even though Buffalo's missing their number one uh, pass rusher. But sorry, it's not going to work. You need the chemistry. And they said, you know what? Run the ball, man. You mentioned Joe Mixon. Put it behind us. We know how to run forward and push motherfuckers over. And that's what they did. They ran forward, pushed motherfuckers over. Joe Mixon averaging over five yards a carry. Uh, mm. Joe Burrow leaving the game looking like he's just put his uniform on. Mm. Uh, the way it's supposed to be, keeping him mm. clean, keeping his pocket clean. Uh, mm. So I got to say, Cincinnati Bengals. You're the real MVP. O-line. I forgot to say O-line. Mm. <laughs> O-line, you're the real MVP. Who's trash? Mm -hmm. All right, for trash. Uh-oh. I'm all in on optimism. Mm -hmm. Okay? Big optimism guy. I I don't always practice it. <laughs> but I'm I'm generally in favor of it. I usually refer to myself as like a optimistic pessimist. Okay. So, don't get me wrong. When it comes to the Cowboys and Dak and Jerry and the Cowboys fans, the vibe is great. I actually like that they would, you know, probably tend to describe themselves as glass half full types of folks. Right. Mm -hmm. And while it is true that the Cowboys glass is at least half full, I think it might be time to pay a little less attention to how much is in the glass and a little <laughs> more attention to what is actually in the glass. Mm -hmm. Because whatever moonshine y'all be drinking down there in the Big D is making them boys completely blind to what they need to do to become an elite NFL franchise. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, what they need more than optimism is some motherfucking pragmatism, okay? Oof. This team is never as good as they think they are. It's been 27 <laughs> years since Dallas has been to a Super Bowl, yeah. and if they don't take a long, hard look in the mirror, it'll be another 27 years before they get back. A team that is 11th in total yards per game should not be acting like the best team in the league. A quarterback that literally leads the league in interceptions should not be surprised when his season ends, in part for throwing two motherfucking interceptions. Mm -hmm. Pretending that Zeke is better than Tony Pollard for most of the year, that shit didn't work either. Mm -hmm. And now that motherfucker's got a broken leg and he's a free agent. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen there? The defense is fucking amazing. But until they decide to be honest with themselves about what is happening on the offensive side of the ball, losing seven straight divisional title games, these Cowboys ain't nothing 
but high class trailer trash. <laughs> you are trash. <laughs> you like the sexiest girl at the trailer park. <laughs> well, uh, my trash of this uh, delicious, da- deliciously dangerous divisional <laughs> weekend. I love it. Is the Giants receiver core? Mm. You probably don't know these guys, but uh, Richie James, Marcus Johnson, Lawrence huh? Major, huh? <laughs> Daniel Bellinger. Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodges (laughs) combined for 12 receptions of Vanilla Vic's 15 completions Mm. on 27 Mm -hmm. attempts. I'm not saying that's why they lost the game, but I'm saying the general manager in New York probably ran to the draft board and to the free agency wire to see how they can upgrade this part of the team because that's obviously the next level now what we've always said that they're ahead of their schedule of course they'll probably catch up but for right now that giants receiver core got exposed and i just had to say you are trash for mm. now. and this is not a good year for free agency on wide receivers either so they're gonna have damn. to find him in the draft damn man Never say never, but never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what shit did you learn this weekend? I learned that, okay, so normally we talk about a struggling quarterback or a QB with issues. The, the general criticism is that we need them to do more. But in the case of Josh Allen, mm. the Bills need this man to do less. Okay. Mm. The week-to-week hero ball, yeah, it's fun when it works. And it worked very well in the beginning of the year. Mm. Most of the NFL media world had already punched the Bills' ticket to the Super Bowl in like week three or four. But the the Bills' season ends in disappointment once again because they are asking Josh Allen to do far too much. And I think he's part of the problem as well. He acts like a bit of a main character on the field, you know, starting fights that he can't finish, um, trying to be that old school rah-rah guy. I mean, he just needs to say, fuck that shit. It's time for Josh Allen to learn that being a leader does not necessarily mean feeling like you have to do it all by yourself. And if this dude is ever going to get over the hump, it's going to have to be by learning that real leaders know how to delegate Mm -hmm. and trust the team and the players and the pieces that are around him to put this thing together. Um, <clears throat> Josh Allen is doing too much. He needs to do less. I like it. Hmm. Uh, my shit got learned is uh, it's great for the league that the Bengals won. Hmm. It put everything in perspective uh, for us all. We got a good rivalry out of it, presumably. We might have us a three, three-way uh, rivalry with uh, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, as these mm. three-headed monster, but the Bengals always get looked over, overlooked for for these types of of mm. uh, for the prestige that comes along mm. with that. And Joe Burrow passing uh, all of the Bengals' previous quarterbacks in playoff wins was a big indicator of that as well. 
But what we <laughs> yeah. don't have now is a team without a running game or a will to run trying to make the quarterback a hero playing on a neutral surface, <laughs> a neutral mm-hmm. field uh, is what we would have gotten if the Bengals would have lost that game. Mm-hmm. So kind of glad about that, that we don't have to have people complaining when the Chiefs were to lose to mm-hmm. to Cincinnati. If the Chiefs lose, which probably will happen or could possibly happen, they've beaten them so many times the last times they played. Sure. They'll be like, well, we didn't have home field event. We don't have that little bit of drama. That's taken away from us, and we got us a complete team going up against another complete team and what seems like it is the right thing for the league mm-hmm. and fair thing, even though it's not the Hollywood ending that a lot of people would have preferred after having to come to terms with the fact that people could die out here doing the sport. Mm-hmm. So that's the shit that I learned. I'm glad that there, as much as I think it would be fun to have a playoff game in Atlanta, um, which is where that neutral site game was going to be played had it been the Bills and the and the Chiefs. Um, I get the feeling that the league wants to do this for some reason. Like they want to introduce the idea of neutral site playoff games, and I'm not here for that. Oh, I hope I, not. No, it's it's it, we'll talk about it in the next episode. There's a few okay. articles about it. There's been some some owners who have been pushing for it for a couple of years. Oh, it's to appease those motherfuckers, man. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, it's a. I it's don't like, like it. It takes away the incentive for giving your fans a good team. Exactly. I know you spent all of this tax money on getting your yeah. new stadium for, uh, uh, funded by your city, and we can't mm. put some more dollars in your pocket. But mm-hmm. it's just it is what it is, man. Make your team good. That's the one thing that the fans want. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. They're trying to keep SoFi with playoff games. Mm-hmm. You already get the Super Bowls. Yeah, they got the national championship this year too. I don't know if you remember that Bulldogs won sixty-five to seven. <laughs> I don't know if anybody. I don't remember if I mentioned it yet, but yeah, that happened. <sighs> anybody you want to put some uh, respect on the name? I do. Actually, what you got? Um, I, you've already kind of touched on it a little bit, but for me, it's uh, it's Joe Bar- Joe Burrow. Mm. Um, I watched a lot of the pregame chatter, and the only analyst I saw who actually picked the Bengals to beat the Bills was Boomer Esiason, and that's only because he used to play, for, play the for the Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> uh, everyone is talking about was out here talking about the bills as a team of destiny, whether it's the, you know, the 13 seconds drama that happened last year or the Damar Hamlin drama that happened this year. Um, plus you have the Bengals right where you wanted them. You had them in Buffalo bills, yep. mafia dialed up to 11 trapped inside of this Western New York snow globe. Mm-hmm. So Burrow walks out of the tunnel and goes four for four. 64 yards and a touchdown on the first drive. <laughs> then he rolls back out and goes five for five, 41 yards and another touchdown to go up 14 to nothing. And even when the Bills scored to make it 17 to 10, Burrow said, okay, how about we do a 12 play 75 yard drive that eats up half of the quarter and we'll score another fucking touchdown against the so-called <laughs> best red zone defense in the NFL. They keep doubting this dude, mm-hmm. and he just keeps proving people wrong time and time again. He is frequently an afterthought in the discussion of the Mahomes versus Allen debate. Mm-hmm. And the NFL want to 
they want this narrative so bad. They want it to be Mahomes versus Allen, but Burrow keeps popping up in a big spot and just ruining the story for everyone Beating who has both decided. Of them. <clears throat> Beating both of them. Yep. Out here deciding that Joe Burrow ain't him, okay? Mm-hmm. And everyone has been out here for weeks wondering who's going to be this year's Bengals. I got news for you. It's this year's Bengals, okay? <laughs> it's the fucking Bengals. Yeah. And it's time for them to put some spec on Burrow and the Bengals' name. Put some respect on my name. I can't top that at all, man. I was going to say the Eagles. Because uh, <laughs> before the season, you know, they got kind of like everybody. They were the preseason winners and all of that. Everybody's like, oh, these guys. We picked them to go to – no, we picked them to go to the championship game. Uh, but that made everybody start doubting them. Mm. They hit a little rough patch towards the end of the season. And uh, Jalen Hurts had to take a little time off to get better mm. and they came out against the giants who had the same narrative thing going where everybody's like oh are the giants back oh the giants are gonna do their thing they did before this is how they won their two super bowls recently and uh they just came out <laughs> molly them yeah man beat them like a red-headed stepchild <laughs> like a red-headed cinderella and uh <laughs> And and reminded everybody that they're a complete team and they're not some one trick pony and they had to return that respect that was given to them before the season. So the Eagles came out and said, "Put some respect on my name." Mm. So that's our superlatives. We're gonna be back later in the week with uh, some predictions for championship mm. weekend. This is when I start getting sad because the season's almost over, which means the winter's almost over. So that's good. What um have they decided the lineup for next week? <clears throat> I don't know. Like who's who's playing um oh, the times? Who's, who's playing uh who's playing first? It Conference says, Oh, uh, I see nine it. O'clock. Nine, nine o'clock is uh 49ers Eagles and then twelve thirty is Bengals Chiefs. Shit, I wish it was the other way around. I might have to stay up and watch both of those. Mm. Live. It seems like a Damn, I don't know if I can. I gotta work on Monday morning. I might have to do it, man. I might be. God damn. <laughs> Put your phone on uh, mute because I'll be texting you throughout. <laughs> I'm going to be. I have to start. I have to work all day on, on the 30th. Oh, damn. God damn. <laughs> Shit. Hey, uh, I, I told I, I, I think about my great grandma a lot, even though she passed away when I was a teenager. But uh, mm. she used to have so many sayings, and sometimes I say something on here. Uh, but one that I have forgotten about is I said, uh, my grandma used to say, if somebody's not telling the truth, mm. they, they lying like a rug. Lying like a rug. Lying like a rug. I just thought about that. Shit. And you got to throw a shit on the end of it. Shit. Lying like a rug. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. But we'll be back. We are not lying like a rug. We'll be back later in the week to talk about the championship games. Uh, If your team's still in it, good luck to them, man. It promises to be really fun. The Eagles Mm. 49ers and Bengals Chiefs. We probably do have the best four teams out there. So uh, I think so. Can't I wait think to we see do. it, man. All right, mm-hmm. man. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, let's get this. Uh, let's let's hear what they got to say with uh, Neil's 
Nils Langren. Nils Langren. Let's see what he got to say about this, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> Lying like a rug. It's been uh, Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, sorry. With the NFL, we'll catch y'all later, man. Peace. Later, y'all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.